Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program, already in progress. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Talked about the NBA yesterday and last night. I didn't think Porzingis should have been tossed from that game. You know... Morris is a guy who's brought in to be an agitator for the Clippers, and he did exactly what he is paid to do because he grabs Luka Doncic and kind of spins him around a little bit because the book on Luka is, and all European players is, put a body on him, rough him up, see how tough they are. Well, Luka's a grown man, and he just turned around and said, you know, what are you doing here? And then Porzingis came in, and then he eventually got tossed. Uh, But Morris did this to Porzingis. He never got teed up for anything. So if you want to throw out Porzingis, throw out Morris as well. Now, the Clippers would gladly take that exchange, but that was wrong because they allowed the agitator to get away with it. And Porzingis has got to be smarter than that because you know exactly what Morris is trying to do. And this is what he's done in every stop of his NBA career. But you got games coming up tonight. Of course, the uh, headliner will be the Lakers and the Blazers. We'll talk to Reggie Miller next hour. Magic Bucks lead us off in the afternoon. Heat Pacers. And Thunder Rockets, I think, is uh, surprisingly spicy. Nuggets in overtime. And uh, Raptors blow out the Nets. Celtics uh, get by the Sixers. And then the Clippers with the win against the Mavs. I was watching Kawhi Leonard yesterday, last night. And I couldn't help but think of jazz. You know, there's certain players, if you attached music to them, what would the soundtrack of their 
playing career be like? Now, there's certain players who play and they're aggressive or stylistic, uh, powerful. And I couldn't help but just think of Miles Davis when I'm watching Kawhi Leonard. It was just a kind of an effortless floating. You know, there's no violent moves. There's no abrupt moves. It doesn't feel like he's ever put in a position where he's not comfortable. There's just something about him, the way he plays. He doesn't say much. Very quiet. So cool jazz is what I think of when I'm watching Kawhi Leonard out there. And not that he went through the motions last night, but it felt like the team is sort of trying to figure out who they are. And they have to do it in real time because they haven't been able to be fully assembled. Dallas is still going to be a tough out because Porzingis and, and Luka have a chance to put up you know, 75, 80 points between them. And that's probably what's going to be required here. But this is a team that scores better than anybody in the NBA. And last night, the Clippers got away with one. Because if Porzingis doesn't get tossed, I think the Mavericks win that game. And this is really what you have to be aware of if you're the Lakers. The Blazers are coming in, and they are ready to go. Now, they might be spent, but they're going to be on adrenaline. Might be fumes, but they're going to be on adrenaline. And the Lakers can't. It's hard to get up to that level. That's why sometimes you'll see a wild card team in the NFL they do damage because they've been playing in playoff mode for a couple of weeks just to get in there. And that team that rests and has a first-round bye, they have to ratchet it up again. And that'll be a challenge for the Lakers coming up tonight. Can you match the intensity of the Blazers? Because this is a Laker team that gets down early. And uh, you're not, able, not going to be able to do that with a team like Portland with as much offense as they have. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle with DP-SHOW. Once again, a tutorial, I believe, is up now on the website telling you how you can go from youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show to Peacock on Monday. It's really simple. 30 seconds, and you'll be able to find Peacock. You have your email, your password, and then you're in. And then you'll be able to watch the show on Monday it will be that uh, the official transfer of YouTube. And by the way, everybody who has watched on YouTube, thank you. And I hope you join us on Peacock. Very, very proud of uh, this partnership there. McLovin, you got a poll question for me. Yeah, I put up, would you attend an NFL game? 65% said no. Okay. And if you're looking at that, you're probably saying we want to appeal to the 35% who will or less because that's what you're going to have. The max capacity is going to be probably 30% of your stadium. But we'll talk to Peter King about that coming up in a little bit. Uh, we'll get some phone calls here as well. We talked about what happened with the Padres game against the Rangers last night. Padres are up by 10, eighth inning, and Fernando Tatis Jr. the third gets up on a 3-0 pitch and goes yard for a grand slam. So they're up 10-3 in the eighth inning, 3-0 pitch. Now, I only have a problem that he disobeyed his manager who gave him the take sign on a 3-0. Swinging on a 3-0 pitch with the bases loaded, how about we put a little blame on the pitcher? If you don't want him to be swinging for a home run or maybe give up a grand slam, then walk him. All right, bases loaded, walk him. If, if you're that nervous, hey, I'll give up one run. I don't want to give up a grand slam here. Like, 3-0 pitch? He's swinging? What? So Fernando Tatis Jr. is supposed to stop playing because you weren't any good last night. And wh 
we don't we have mercy rules in softball or little league, not major league baseball. And and when can you swing and when can you not swing? Like that's what I want to know. Maybe there's an unwritten rule that says if you're up by double digits in the eighth inning, then you can't swing on a 3-0 pitch. Or what if it's we're up by six and it's a 3-0 pitch and bases are loaded? I'm allowed to do that, right? I got to put a little bit of the onus on and the blame on the Rangers. Like If you don't want to play and you want a mercy rule, then just take a knee. Now, when you come to the plate, are you still swinging? Are you running hard? And the answer is yes. We've seen teams come back in, in today's game where it's all about hitting home runs. Swing. But if your manager says take, that's different. Because now you're disobeying your manager. But as far as swinging, man, I, I want you to beat me with your best and hopefully my best. I mean, that's what competing is all about. A mercy rule? Like, imagine if you're fighting Mike Tyson and all of a sudden you go, Mike, you're hitting too hard. Come on. Stop. Mercy rule. Hey, Stop. You hit a grand slam. Okay, big deal. You're a grown-ass man. You get paid to get people out. Yeah, Paul. I, I kind of want to know, know that scale you're talking about. Is being up seven runs in mm-hmm. the eighth like being up ten runs in the fifth? What's the, you guys got to stop uh, hitting balls sliding scale? By the way, I saw this story yesterday. And I don't want to be upset because I, I said when sports comes back, you know, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to do my best. I'll be a fan. I'll try to be a host. And I saw this story and I went, Golly. you know, some guys have all the luck. Some guys got it all. You know, they have the beautiful wife and they have the beautiful kids, really successful. And I know that sounds like me, but I'm talking about Ryan Reynolds, the actor. He started a gin company It called Aviation Gin. So he buys into it. I think he only spent... Three million of his own money. Now, at the time, you might go, well, that's a lot of money. Maybe it was less than that. So Ryan Reynolds got everything in life, right? He sold that liquor line to Diageo for $610 million. Excuse me? Yes, $610 million. George Clooney, when he sold his Casamigos tequila, that was for a billion dollars. That's mean-spirited. Yes, Paul. The George Clooney one may make you feel even worse because uh, George Clooney uh, put in less than $2 million of his own money and should walk with about 300 mil, which is more than he made his entire acting career. But is he happy, Paul? And that's what I want to know. He's ha- his boat is nice. Yeah. Well, he has a villa in Italy in Lake Cuomo. Yes, McLean. Well, you didn't talk about taxes, though. Oh, of course. Yeah. Remember when Phil Mickelson said that? Like he wanted to, to quit playing because he made $48 million on and off the course. And then he was like, yeah, but they're going to take away half of it. Like, okay, so you're angry they're going to take away half of it. You'd rather not do any of it. I'd rather still have $24 million <laughs> than, oh, they're taking away. Then I don't have anything there. Yeah, Paul. But it, it's interesting. When, when Ryan Reynolds joined that uh, aviation company, he made them relevant really quick. He started doing posts. Remember the Peloton thing? Yes. And he did the interview, and yeah. the gin company jumped in on that. He's, he's a very smart guy. He, he, he added the value. I remember when we had him on the set when uh, we were in San Francisco at the Super Bowl. 
I'd never met him. And we were like, do we want to have Ryan Reynolds on? Because he was doing uh, the movie at the time, uh, Deadpool. And I'd heard great things about it. And I'd heard he had a great personality. And I thought, all right, well, let's bring him in. And that's one of those guests that comes in and realizes maybe he can't keep up with his sports-wise, but he guided the interview. So he, he knew how to entertain. And I just remember that. Like, if I saw him, and I don't know him, I would walk right up to him and just say, hey, Dan Patrick, you were on my show in San Francisco, and you were wonderful and just wanted to say hello. I mean, he's that kind of guy that I would feel like you just walk up and say hello to him. Very bright, very funny. And uh, that was a great, great interview. That, and because of him, yes. he. So, uh, in summation, if you see Ryan Reynolds today, Dan, you're advising everyone to just go up to him yes. and say hello. Yes. Today would be the perfect day to do Hey, Dan said go up, say hello, because you're such a nice guy. Yes, absolutely. That'd be great. I'm encouraging that. <laughs> Everybody, if you see Ryan Reynolds just today. Just right now. Just I'm guessing he's in a pretty good mood. Yeah. Just had a, another baby. And uh, married to Blake Lively, and he just uh, cashed something for $600 million. Dang. Yeah. But I, I always follow that up. You know, when somebody goes, oh, do you see who somebody married? Or they, they made this. And I always go, but are they happy? And you're not quite sure, right? Are they happy? Yes, Paulie. Maybe we should start our own spirits line. I think that's a lesson I here. tried to do this. Let's Remember do the literary spirits? Yes. And I, I just didn't hear from anybody. I thought having Tequila Mockingbird, first of all, and then we had like five or six of them. Didn't we? Didn't we come up with all these five or six different uh, spirits, depending on if it was, uh, let's see, rum, gin. Catcher in the rye, remember? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we did that. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> what were what were some of the other ones? <laughs> Maybe we should not. Do I just come up with. Remember, the, well, you had Bible Belt. That was a good one. Yeah, I wanted to come up with belts, and they would have a Bible verse on it, and then you would call it Bible Belt, and then or you could change out your buckle, and it would have like Corinthians on it or something. Watchdog. Like that. Watchdog, I thought you could have a watch and it, you could have your dog on it and it would be called Watchdog. Watch, watchdog. The watch with the dog on it. Yeah. Watchdog. These ideas, I should be on Shark Tank. <laughs> Actually, I only have the idea. I don't have anything other than that. I need the infrastructure here. Watchdog. Yeah. Bible belts. <laughs> Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> what were some of the other liquors that we came up with? Do you guys listen to me? Is this on? Do you listen to me? Todd. I can't remember the names we came up with. We should have jotted it down. I usually write down like every single thing. Maybe somebody wrote it down. We need a like a court stenographer here. Yes, McLovin. I'm looking at the list of the greatest novels and nothing is coming to mind, which probably explains why we're all not billionaires right now. Well, they don't have to. Was that a Great Gatsby playoff? That sounds familiar. Great Gatsby. I don't know. No, these were kind of obvious, but at least I thought they were. Maybe not. All right. Uh, some people want to uh, talk about the unwritten rules of baseball. Uh, Jamie in North Carolina. Hi, Jamie. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Uh, 6'4", about 208. Uh, just want to say love the show. Love you guys. Thank Thanks you, for Jamie. being here always. You guys are the best. I just love you. And uh, baseball, grown man's game, major leagues. 
play the game till it's over, or you have the manager walk out on the other team who's losing, and he has to take his shirt off and throw it <laughs> into the field as a white flag. Yeah, I just, I want you to play. I would never want somebody to have mercy on me. Jamie, thank you. Anytime I played against somebody, and if they were better than me, man, it, it, it's part of getting better. And there's nothing wrong with being humbled. You know, we're worried about these guys who are 25, 27, 30 years of age, and they're going to be embarrassed out there. You know what's embarrassing? When you give up those kind of home runs. When you throw a ball right down the middle of the plate. Huckleberry Gin, Dan. There you go. That was one of them. That was one of them. Yes. See? Here it comes. Let it flow. And then the bar you own when you serve food there, uh, Lord of the Wings, it could be the, I like that. on the menu. Okay. Rolling. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. Where's Ryan Reynolds when I need him? Get a hold of Mark Cuban. Tell him to tune in. See if we can come up with a deal here. Uh, let me see. Uh, how about Jacob in Virginia? Hey, Jake, what do you have for me today? Hey, what's going on, DP? Hey. I got 6-1. A, uh, a post-dad bod, a four-month dad bod of 160. Right. Um, I was just growing up um, kind of the generation when the unwritten rules started to change and you know, the difference between someone like Chris Woodward, which I, I believe played a little bit, and Fernando Tatis Jr. is that, you know, when you're growing up through high school, you're playing all these club teams. And, you know, sometimes you got to swing at a 3-0 pitch in the eighth inning to, uh, you know, make a scout change or uh, look your way. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. But this is the major leagues. And thank you, Jacob. I, I don't These unwritten rules, you know, this is old school stuff. You know, the fact that somebody hits a home run and then you hit the next guy, because why? Because you're not any good? Now I'm going to punish that guy? Because why? You couldn't get that guy out? Or the pitcher who throws at a hitter knowing he doesn't have to go to the plate? I got a real problem with that. So if we're going to rewrite the unwritten rules of baseball, there's a few other ones I'd like to throw in there as well. Uh, Phil in Indiana. Hi, Phil. What do you have for me? Hey, Dan, always a pleasure. Uh, played college baseball real quick. I I remember hitting one into a gap. We were up 14-2, <laughs> and I stretched a double into a triple and got to third base, and the opposing coach was yelling at me for doing it. And I'm like, this is what you're taught early on, but you just touched on it. 90% of these unwritten rules were written back in the early 1900s. I mean, I, I just think it's time to get rid of a lot of these are unnecessary. All right. Well, thank you, Phil. I appreciate it that now, you're a professional i it, now it if you celebrate then that's a little bit different but you know if you're going up there and it's a 3-0 pitch and you're up by 10 then you're not supposed to swing at that now what about the 3-1 pitch are you are you allowed to swing at the 3-1 because i'm guessing that you can't swing at the 3-1 and then you get to 3-2 and then you strike out because why because i have to feel sorry for you Yes, he. I like that. I forget who the soundbite was that we played, but yeah, you know, the guys like uh, you know these are the rules we were all raised in. Uh, it's just the right way to play the game, yeah. and uh, you know we all respect <laughs> the game, and uh, this is how we were all raised. As if Fernando Tatis Jr. wasn't raised in baseball somehow. <laughs> like you say, yeah, it's just so stupid. Yeah. So somehow that you know him being raised, that rule didn't get down to him because his dad played in the majors, right? Because his time. dad might know something about uh, the rules of the game. Yeah. Uh, Brett in Florida joins us on the program. Hi, Brett. What do you have for me? Then we'll take a break. Peter King is set to join us. Hey, Brett. Hey, DP. How you doing? Good. 
Good. Hey, so I, I need some help um, from you and the Danette. So found out, my wife and I, we found out that we are pregnant with our first due in November. So very, very exciting news. But lo and behold, the due date, Saturday of the Masters. Hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And normally in November, I'd be already either loving or hating the University of Florida loss or win <laughs> against Georgia. But I, I've got a whole new animal now. So I know you guys all have families, may have run into this. So just looking for some help. All right. I'm going to defer to Paulie on this. Yeah, you got to think about uh, the par three contest as well. So I would induce on Monday mm. so you can get set up for the par three mm. contest. And then, of course, the Masters Thursday, Friday, mm. Saturday, Sunday. Because that's a tradition unlike any other. Yeah. 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 That might be a little bit tough there. How many times did you guys, you know, write to your due date? How many, how many of your wives delivered right on their due date? Paul, you're... Mine was on or after by a few days. On or after. Just by a couple days. Seaton? After. McLovin? Both after. Todd? Yeah, about a week and a half after. Yeah, I think the first one is always later. At least, I, th- I think it was for uh, for us. Yeah, Seaton. I do love the idea, though, that, uh, <laughs> like, think, hey, honey, I think I've had labor Yeah, but I'm but the Masters is on. Yeah. Oh, hey, I think we should go to the hot, yep, the Masters is on, though. Oh, boy. Brett has no idea what's coming his way. No clue. No idea. No. Oh, honey, but the yeah, but the Masters is on. Once, <laughs> once all of a sudden it's go time. You're, Brett's gonna. He's gonna yeah. get. He's gonna get a. <laughs> Good luck, Brett. We're all counting on you, yeah, Paulie. You got to look at the bright side, though. If the baby comes on a Monday or Tuesday, he could spend the entire Masters on the couch with the baby taking care of it and looking like the dad of the year right off the bat. When he's focused on the master. Mm, a tradition unlike any other. Peter King will join us, get his thoughts on what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing with their attendance and how's morale with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll talk to Peter King. He'll join us next, 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Well, sports are back. And that means there's even more reason to get a Traeger grill. And what's great, well, there's so many great things about the Traeger grill. Let's say you are watching something on TV. Let's say you were watching Donovan Mitchell put up 57 yesterday. And you have the Traeger on. You can, you can be watching the game and still monitor what's on the Traeger grill. Because they have Wi-Fi or technology. So you can control your grill. You can raise the temperature. You can monitor what you're cooking straight from your smartphone. And let's say you want to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, barbecue. You can do it all. Six in one versatility with the Traeger. I think we're doing French dip on Wednesday. Italian beef, I think, is what we're doing. Alan is going to do the honors there. That's uh, tomorrow we're doing that. Um, you can, the, and one of the things that really stands out is the uh, 100% hardwood fuel. So it's not gas, it's not charcoal. You get that wood flavor that's there with every meal. TraegerGrills.com slash DP Show. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't submitted your podcast idea, hurry up. You have until the end of the month. This contest that uh, I came up with, and I thought during the pandemic, you know, just to give you something to think about or if somebody uh, gets a chance to have their idea heard. And that's all you want when it comes to a, a podcast. And we have over 400 entries so far with two more weeks to go. Great ideas. Wonderful ideas for a podcast. Great pod, uh, nextgreatpodcast.com. Go there. All the details are there. And all it is is basically a pitch, an idea of what you want to do with your podcast. We're going to pick out 10 semifinalists. And then we're going to help produce those podcasts. And then everybody in America who listens on iHeartRadio is going to vote on this. And then uh, the winner, I'll go into business with them. We will do a podcast for one year, at least one year. 
Let's bring in uh, Peter King uh, joining us on loan. Peter in Nashville today at the Titans camp, of course, uh, Monday uh, football morning in America, NBCSports.com. NFL column that is a must read. Uh, Peter, the Chiefs have uh, announced that they expect around 16,000 fans in attendance for the NFL opener. How do you think the teams like the Chiefs are going to decide who gets to go to those games? I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. And especially, let's say if the Steelers just, and I don't know what will end up happening with the Steelers, but a team like that, and the Chiefs really, you know, can you imagine if you absolutely live and breathe for the Chiefs and there's some lot, I guess there would be some lottery system. I don't even know. But it, and, and you don't get to go to the first game after they've won a Super Bowl. You don't get to tailgate. You don't, you know, do all this stuff. But I just think, you know, we have to get used to things being unfair this year. How many camps have you visited so far? Not many. I've only seen Tampa, Atlanta and uh, the Titans, and I'm going the next two days, Wednesday and Thursday, to Kansas City. What was the atmosphere like in Tampa? Dan, as I wrote my column yesterday, I wrote a long thing about Brady and his adjustment, and I talked to him. Uh, You know, there's two things that really stick out. I saw the first offense versus defense practice of Tom Brady as a buck. I saw the first time he huddled with his team. Here he is. He's got to go play the the Saints in a in a month with Sean Payton and Drew Brees, who complete each other's sentences. You know they know <laughs> each other so well, and 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 here he is, you know, on August fourteenth, huddling for the first time with his offense, and it's just it's so weird. But there was this audible kind of rustling in the air, and a couple of whoops, and a and a few shouts like when they were about, you know, the defense was lining up and you, it was almost as if they were saying, man, we're playing Tom Brady today. And isn't that cool? I mean, even though it was a hundred degree heat index and I have no idea how anybody can do anything outside in weather like that. But I thought Brady looked good Uh, by my unofficial count, 28 out of 37, three touchdowns. But again, you know, nobody's touching (laughs) them. And his arm, I thought looked very strong. And, uh, yeah, I've been telling people, if you got a fantasy team this year, take O.J. Howard because Tom Brady is taking O.J. Howard basically under his wing and trying to fix what ails him. And that was a cool thing to see. What about Brady's demeanor there? You got a chance to talk to him. It, really happy. It almost seems playful. He, like, yeah. I don't know. It's uh... He's, Dan, you know, my videographer, Annie Koblitz, who's with me on the trip and did a – there's a piece of video inside my column that you really should watch because it says a lot. She did a great job capturing sort of the essence of Brady and how he's almost kind of turned into a coach a little bit. But what was really interesting in watching some of the video that she shot, she said to me, we were sitting there, it was Thursday night, uh, we're watching a bunch of the video, and she said, this guy loves football. You know, and you could just tell it's, you know, he wouldn't care if it was a hundred. He didn't care. It was a hundred degrees. He just, he's out there having a ball and you can tell just by watching him practice, Dan, this is why Tom Brady is playing at age 43. He loves a dog day, August afternoon <laughs> practice or August morning practice. And you you can just see it in all his body language 
uh, and the way he practices. He's Peter King joining us from Nashville, uh, NBCSports.com, NFL columnist, and his column is uh, must-read on every Monday morning, is Football Morning in America. What do you make of Alex Smith being cleared to come off the physically unable to perform list? Look, I, I said this the other day in my column that, you know, okay, so Brady is the best story of this year, individual best story. What will happen? The great mystery. If Alex Smith takes the field for Washington this year, that's number two. And it might not be number two. It might be number one. You know, I thought that Stefania Bell at ESPN did a fantastic E6, e I think it was E60 yeah. or 30 for 30, whatever they yeah. call those things. But it was fantastic because it showed that Alex Smith, if Alex Smith had a different doctor, they might have amputated his leg. Yeah. You know, that was a that wasn't just, hey, my leg almost got amputated. No, his leg really almost got amputated. And I was I was in awe of uh, first of all, I thought that was one of the best pieces of journalism I've seen in a long time. But I was in awe of Alex Smith after watching that, you know, just his demeanor. He's going to make it. He's going to conquer this. Now, I have no idea if he'll be able to play. Nobody knows really yet, but. I don't know how you don't watch that story over the last two years and aren't rooting to your last breath to for Alex Smith. Yeah, I was hoping that worst case scenario is he gets a ceremonial snap where he can go out and maybe take a knee just to go out on the field one more time. The hard part is, you know, you're going to have to put him on the roster uh, to yeah. put him out there because we have no preseason games. But it is it, it's a, a very emotional. I, I had a hard time getting through it the first time I had to I had to stop it and then come back because it's it's very graphic in fact what's what's incredible is that you see his leg it's exposed you can see down to the bone you see Mm. the blackness in there and you it's it's incredibly graphic and grotesque but it just shows you what an incredible story this is to come back from that Cam Newton's status with the Patriots when do you think that starts to emerge if he's going to be first second Third string quarterback. The cool thing for Bill Belichick is he cannot tell anybody until like, say, the Wednesday before <laughs> the regular season starts. Because usually, Dan, you know how coaches say, I, I want my starter by the third preseason game because I want him playing for two and a half quarters in that game. Yeah. You don't have that this year. Now, most teams, I think, Dan, are going to have something like, you know, the colleges do. You know, at Penn State, they have a blue and white scrimmage or whatever, you know, however they call whatever they call those things. Bill O'Brien told me in Houston, they're probably going to have one. Bruce Arians said he's probably going to have one or two of them. So I think it's likely that, you know, Bill Belichick is not going to want Cam Newton inside his stadium running the offense and doing everything for the first time September 13th against the Miami Dolphins. He's going to want to have a couple of trial runs, I would think. So, but I don't, I think Belichick is going to keep a lid on it uh, until probably the week before the season. That would be my guess. Are you going to Cowboys camp? No. Dan, the weird thing is, I live in New York. And so when I come home after going to Kansas City, I've got to quarantine for two weeks. So I can't, I can't really go anywhere else other than maybe locally, maybe the Giants and Jets. I'm not sure exactly what the quarantine rules are, but. I can't travel after that. The Cowboys will be tremendously interesting. You got to feel for what happened to them yesterday with Gerald McCoy, who is just an absolute 
very, very good human being, and he was going to be a key player for them. And, man, that's one of the problems. You never know. Jalen Hurd got hurt with the 49ers. Yeah. He was going to be a, a huge, huge factor for them, and now he's out. So, I don't know. That's the unfortunate part of training camp. Guys get hurt. Who do you think has more pressure on them in Dallas, Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy? McCarthy will have a honeymoon year. Um, you know, he's not going anywhere. So I, you'd have to say Prescott because clearly Prescott, in order to justify the Cowboys paying him more than they ever wanted to pay him in a long-term contract, uh, especially in these economic times, I think he's going to have to be a top five, six quarterback in the league this year for them to really bite the bullet and pay him. Des Bryant, the Ravens kicking the tires on Des Bryant. Yeah, I, I just saw that last night. That's amazing. Yeah. But the thing about Eric DaCosta, who's the Ravens GM, people don't know him. Everybody knew and really respected Ozzie Newsome. Eric DaCosta is one of these guys who is going to try anything, and he doesn't care. Now, you know, he's also, he was also looking very hard at Antonio Brown, who I happen to think, my guess is he's going to Seattle uh, at some point. You know, we'll see. But uh, but it's just a guess, an educated guess. But Eric DaCosta, I think, logically, is going to do whatever he can to find a good third, fourth, fifth receiver on that roster right now. And he's looking hard. Good to visit with you, Pete. Safe travels as always. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, you. Thanks so much, Dan. Have a great day. That's Peter King joining us from Nashville, covering the Titans today on the road. Yeah, some interesting uh, tidbits in there. With uh, And much was made of Bruce Arians saying that, yes, he cusses out Tom Brady just like he cusses out everybody else. And then somebody said to Brady about that. And he goes, yeah, I'm used to it. So I'm going to guess. Rodney Harrison would always tell me about how Belichick treated Brady in practice. And that is he treated him like everybody else. There was no preferential treatment there. And, you know, he would get on Tom if he threw a bad pass. But... You know, when you think about it, that's you want that. As a competitor and you want to be great, I know your feelings may get hurt. Now, Bill uh, Parcells used to yell at Phil Sims, the Giants quarterback, whenever Lawrence Taylor did something wrong. So Phil Sims would go, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't stay out past curfew. And somehow Bill Parcells would yell at him instead of yelling at Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, Paul. There's a great old story. I think it may have been on the Dream Team or maybe before uh, Bob Knight tells a story. He was coaching the 84 Olympic team and they were smoking everybody. And in halftime, they're up 25 and he wanted to yell at somebody. And Jordan was just the first person next to him. And he started yelling at Michael Jordan for like missing a pass in the first quarter. And Jordan had this big grin. I'm like, you're not kidding anybody. I yeah. played perfectly. And, yeah. and Knight even said, he goes, I had no one to yell at. Everyone was playing perfectly. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, let me see. TJ in Hartford. Hi, TJ. What do you, oh, I just found out that uh, Hall of Fame catcher Johnny Bench will join us top of the hour to talk about the unwritten rules of baseball, once again, that were unwritten last night in the Padres game against the Rangers. Hi, TJ. Hey, DP. How's it going, man? Love the show. Good. All right. 5'8", 175. Uh, so calling in today about the literary-related alcoholic beverage idea i had an idea for a bar like this for a town like you know west hartford or greenwich i feel like they'd eat it up but you've come up with a lot more of the drinks so the wine list should be the grapes of wrath and then you name the bar book club you know trying to fire out on a wednesday night hey honey going to book club you know talk to you later you know drink of the day is required reading the puns 
the puns are endless. I'm just one ideas guy talking to five other ideas guy here. So do what you will with that, man. Thank you, TJ. Yeah. Grapes of Wrath. You probably have that, I'm guessing. But somebody said there's already a tequila mockingbird. Darn it. Yeah, there is after I came up with it. I mean, all Ryan Reynolds did is come up with aviation gin. And he's good looking, too. Other than that, I think we're on the same level. Uh, Jeff in Detroit, what up, though? What up, though? One time for chat row. Dan, I just wanted to say, uh, you guys leave an audience. I've been rocking with you since FSN, Fox Sport Network. But from you guys leaving from audience network, going to YouTube, and kind of losing a large part of your staff, the show went seamlessly, and I like to give a shout out to them boys in the back because they really held us down during this pandemic. Nobody had anything to look at, but you guys soldiered on. You had uh, the setup set up in everybody's house, and I really, really, really like to tell you thank you from the bottom of my heart because that was a really, really tough time for everybody in America. And to have somebody that had a voice of reason to come in with some goofiness and some sense and and, kind of give it to us raw is what everybody needed. And I'd just like to tell you thank you as we go from, you know, YouTube to Peacock. And I'll Mm -hmm. see you boys over there. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, we'll be starting on Peacock on Monday. And thanks again to everybody who supported us on YouTube. We had a lot of fun with that. We still hope to keep the channel and uh, provide different programming with that. But uh, as we get more information, uh, as we get a little deeper into it, we'll let you know all those details. And once again, the tutorial that uh, Mario put together on how to go from YouTube to Peacock, how to find us on Peacock, uh, that's available on the website. Very simple. And it's free. I made sure that when we did this deal with Peacock, I said I can't do it and have it be a, a pay site. And they said, no, it's free. And I said, great. So uh, that happens on Monday. Uh, Johnny Bench will join us top of the hour. Just found out, I believe Nick Saban is going to join us tomorrow. Is that right? That Chris? is correct. Okay. And also uh, Brian Cranston, the uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad. He's got a new movie out. Yes, Paul. Didn't he just get with a liquor company a couple Brian months ago? Brian Cranston with Aaron Paul. Like Mescal? Yes. It's like a sister of tequila, basically. Yes. It's smoky. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I'll ask Cranston what he thought of uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Those hombres. Yes. Yeah, he sent us a couple of bottles here. But uh, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, they went into business. Mezcal. I'm not a Mezcal fan. I don't like the smoke. Like, there's too much smoke for oh, me. Oh, it, it's really good. I have oh, I've had it. And I mean, it didn't stop me from drinking it. There you go. But I, I don't need that kind of peaty... You know, there's just certain, like scotch. I don't do well yeah. with scotch. Tried. Like you want to be grown up and you go, I'm going to have a martini or scotch. Or, and I can't. And everybody who has tequila or people go, oh, I had a bad experience with tequila. Of all the liquors, you always have a bad experience with tequila. Nobody ever goes, oh, gin, bad experience. Vodka, bad experience. They go, tequila, bad experience. And I had a bad experience with tequila, but tequila has changed dramatically. Yes, Eden. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, that is funny. What tequila seems to be one of those drinks that people go to like early, whereas some of them are a little more like a gin feels like a more adult yeah. drink or something. Yeah, even vodka. 
Like it felt like it was a little bit more of a, a grown-up. For me, it's Southern Comfort. I can't even smell it. Yeah. Or I'm I'm done. Is Boone's Farm still available? Because <laughs> that was another one. Yeah. Yeah. That that didn't go well either. Yeah, Paul. Back in the day in college, guys used to drink men and women used to drink tequila shots with Tabasco in it, or and on their twenty first birthday or on their birthday get really roughed up. Tequila is one of those birthday shots. That people when they were going to overdo it and choose to overdo it, I think that's why a lot of people in their twenties got messed up on tequila. And I think that there's a tradition at Virginia that you have a fifth in the fourth quarter, and I'm going that that is going to end poorly. I remember we pulled a keg up over the side of a Dayton football game, so we actually had a pulley system, and you are lifting a keg up the outside of the football stadium. And you know what? We had some really bright engineering students at Dayton. And uh, so you're, we're hoisting a keg up on the outside of Welcome Stadium where the Dayton Flyers played football. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hall of Fame catcher Johnny Bench, final hour, along with Reggie Miller. More phone calls coming up. Nick Saban on the show tomorrow, as well as the great actor Brian Cranston. I saw what John Calipari likes the NCAA idea of a tournament bubble. I brought this to your attention uh, probably 10 days ago, maybe two weeks ago, that my source said they're going to try to bubbleize, and this was his expression, bubbleize the tournament. I said, well, how do we get the teams to get into the bubble? And how many teams do we have in the bubble? And he said, that's right now open. Everything is on the table of how many games can you play? How many teams can qualify for the NCAA tournament? And keep in mind, if you have 22 NBA teams in a bubble, how many more can I have in Orlando, let's say? And it was proposed that they're going to have two different sites, maybe three different bubble sites. Therefore, you have like an east region, uh, you have a south region, west region, midwest region. Can you do that? Like that's the idea that's being floated. That's the concept. I said, well, it's one thing to have bubbles but it's another thing to say, how many games are we going to have during the regular season? Because the Big Ten and Pac-12 aren't having basketball until December at the earliest, January. How many games? How do you qualify? And then are you going to have conference tournaments? So there's a lot of questions here. But I saw where Calipari was talking about this and said, hey, I agree with it. Well, I'm sure every college coach agrees with it. I just want to know how you pull it off. They're trying to learn as much as they can right now. And you also have to factor in, I'm going to put you in a bubble. Do you go to class? Like, we love to, you know, trot out the student athlete. I think we're just going to say, the athletes are in a bubble right now. Maybe you do virtual classes here. But the student part of student athlete might be in smaller letters there. I don't know how they pull this off, but I saw where Calipari, he's, you know, he's very bullish on trying to pull this off. I just, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I saw where parents of Big Ten players seek to make conference, quote, uncomfortable on decision to postpone football season. This is on ESPN.com. Randy Wade and other parents of Big Ten college football players want answers about why the league postponed the fall football season so early. They're going directly to the source. Wade, the father of Ohio State defensive back, Sean Wade is planning to visit Big Ten headquarters in Illinois on Friday morning. And parents of players from Ohio State, Iowa, Nebraska, Penn State, and other schools have written letters to the Big Ten commissioner. They want details on the league's decision to postpone. You know, it comes down to, you know, a waiver. Will you sign a waiver that you don't hold uh, the school responsible? Wade also said that he and other parents are open to revisiting a liability waiver for schools, which drew sharp criticism from politicians and NCAA 
which prohibited their use. Ohio State in June, you might recall they had a Buckeye pledge where you would uh, resume voluntary workouts. I don't think they're going to reverse course. Not in the Big Ten, not Pac-12. Don't see that happening. Final hour coming up. Johnny Bench on the unwritten rules of baseball and Reggie Miller. Lakers Blazers coming up tonight. Two hours in the books, one more to go. With Seton, Pauly, Fritzy, McLovin, yours truly, this is The Dan Patrick Show. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.